Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're happy to be uh, watching this video. Um, I'm Tim Webb, and welcome back to another episode of our mini Fit Finance sessions. Um, the episodes where myself, the other Chartered Financial Planners at Efficient Portfolio, uh, get together and just have a chat about what's going on, either in the last week or uh, what's up and coming uh, out and about in, in the world we live in today. Uh, today, we've got some interesting topics, namely, um, well, mainly politics driven. Um, so, starting in the wider field in the international waters, Tom, do you want to kick off with really what you were um, going to mention this time? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's not so much going on, but um, I think in the, in the US at least, um, it seems that Joe Biden's probably got a, a much stronger claim to, um, to the presidency in the next, next term. Um, Trump's recent rally went down pretty badly. Um, that's probably not the best English, but... Um, uh, I doubt he's uh, too bothered about those comments either. Um, but I think there's been a big swing towards Biden and what that might um, involve is maybe some corporation tax um, increases in, in the US. US has done very well off the back of Trump's tax cuts. Um, he cut corporation tax from circa 35% down to, I think it's around 20%, something like that, less than that, um, which was a big win for um, corporate earnings in America, which obviously bumps up the share price. And there was also a lot of bringing cash back on shore due to some other tax changes there that they did there. Um, whilst that probably, if Biden wins, that probably won't see a complete reversal. There'll probably be um, some increase uh, in corporation tax and that might dampen some um, uh, earnings in, in the States. And um, I think as well, that, I think countries are now trying to figure out what what they're trying to do supply chain wise. So um, whether you're on the US supply chain or, or um, a Chinese supply chain, lots of investment potentially going into India um, to sort of combat the Chinese supply chain issues. However, India as a market has its own um, issues where lots of foreign firms will team up with local firms to try and benefit as um being a standalone foreign firm tends to tends to be harder to do business. So, um, as always, I think there's opportunities and, and threats. But um, yeah, from a global perspective, uh, they're just a few points that I've picked up over the last week. Yeah, I think it wouldn't be surprising to see off the back of this people trying to steer more clear from China or at least take some power away with the supply chains being so heavily uh, connected to them or has has been, hasn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of countries are trying to be more self-reliant, and I think it's, it's just looking at these wider trends. And um, there's some of the thoughts that get discussed within portfolios um, uh, that we manage, or we're discussing with other other people and, and, and getting thoughts on those. But yeah, it's how can you these days be with a we've had ten years of global trade or more than that since the Thatcher Reagan era lots of expansion in global trade and it's how can you be more diversified now to counteract sort of a, a trend back in the other direction of a bit more bit more insular mm. yeah well um bringing things a little bit closer to home more domestically um I suppose on the same kind of bandwagon of uh, of uh, of taxing the rich I guess so um here in the UK I think Shadow Chancellor has said um off the back of this virus, etc., the situation, how are we going to pay for it? Uh, and the biggest one which they're saying um, should be, or at least part of it, is a wealth tax. 
uh, but generally the concept of, of taxing the, the, the super well off, as it were, rather than the low to mid earners. Um, they're sort of coming on the angle that it would be fair that they have to, uh, fair, in inverted commas, um, that they have to, to, to foot the bill more than, um, more than the other guys. So, I mean, there's some interesting stats here. I mean, I'm not sure how much weight it has, but from an opinion polling perspective, apparently 58% of the public believe that the richest in Britain should uh, pay more tax um, in whatever form, but just the, the concept of them should pay, they should make up more of a, uh, more of a pie than, than, than the others, um, which is interesting. But then I suppose to counter that must be the devil's advocate, the, uh, the majority of the people out there aren't, aren't the richest one by nature, are they? So obviously the stats are going to be a little bit um, skewed if I think on that side, but just interesting, interesting things. Um, you know, obviously the pension tax system has been the, uh, the crux of budget conversations for God knows how many years now. Um, you know, the introduction of whether or not there's going to be a flat rate of pension tax relief, um, whether they um, slice down sort of inheritance tax shelters, which the pension wrapper gives, um, whether it come, you know, that sort of uh, a different well, a different angle would be to you know get rid of the nil rate ban, for example. So um, the allowance which is granted on the states um, on death in terms of you know, how much of your estate won't be taxed from an inheritance tax perspective uh, on on death. So yeah, I mean, there's even I've never heard of this one personally, but um, the mansion tax I believe has been proposed, proposed in the past, where quite simply um, houses above a certain uh, uh, or worth a, a certain amount or, or above, just get taxable. <laughs> um, so some interesting, interesting things, but um, but we'll see. I think one of the problems with these sort of wealth taxes and and things like that is people people who are wealthy have the ability to be a bit more mobile and move move their assets around, and I, it's also not explained to people that actually, if you look just purely at income tax, the top one percent of earners pay thirty. Five percent uh, or more of the of the tax take, so they do pay more than than everyone else, and actually considerably um, uh, contribute. Um, that doesn't mean uh, I'm saying that they should pay more or less or, or whatever, but I think it's uh, it's quite easy to say, well, someone wealthier than me should pay pay more. Um, yeah. But if all those wealthy people move abroad you look at what happened in france with um people getting taxed at 70 percent. a lot of them just move and then you mm. haven't got those people buying and selling goods um in those countries and investing in businesses so it's it's always a double-edged sword um, mm. but they've got to do something but uh, it can't be everyone's in it together but some are in it more than others and to uh, almost quote a famous book um <laughs> No, quite right. I think I think it's quite easy in times of these with there's so much social unrest to point finger and just say, oh, yeah, as you say, so-and-so is well off, better off than me, so they should pay more. Whereas, as, as you say, actually... Uh, I think it's quite tricky to do it the other way, because if you look at the poorest you know, section of society, to then start to, to, to try to generate a greater tax revenue from there, you're just not going to work, especially as one assumes is that sort of section of society that's probably going through... The toughest, the toughest um, things with with having their jobs and job security and all that sort of stuff. So you imagine mm -hmm. that that echelon of society is that a lot of them have been furloughed, perhaps they're likely to be made redundant and what have you. And so then increasing the tax burden on them, um, I think one one could say it's going to be well, one could say most most people would think that's pretty unfair. 
when there are wealthier people who've had more job stability on on the whole perhaps um who are probably in a better position to to bear the burden mm-hmm. more unpopular from a political point of view as well certainly yeah well and they, you know and the, and the tory party's got to keep their, their their blue wall going um and and certainly by increasing tax on on those lower to middle income families is not going to increase their popularity in the in the blue wall mm. blue wall of the north of england i think as well we're we're probably past just relying solely on monetary policy it's if you if you want those people to to prosper you've got to create jobs and provide them infrastructure and and things to do so a, a lot of that infrastructure does get spent in in london and equally that's a better bang for buck but otherwise it's a it's, it's compounding, isn't it? Over time, the more you spend there, the more money you're going to get um, from from your investment by by doing that. But equally, leveling up other places can. I think this is we've got to go. Like I said in the previous podcast, back to spending our way out of it. As much as everyone hates that, and it sounds counterproductive, but we've got to invest in new technologies and create new jobs rather than just taxing one or doing the other is productivity is the is the biggest issue if we were more productive and generated more output then we'd have we can survive with less tax mm. yeah that's right get huawei in to build the five 5g network <laughs> or not oh, that, so we were saying we want to become more insular earlier that's right okay yeah. <laughs> good old bt will have a go that's right <laughs> Henry, I believe you had something. Well, well just, I don't know. No, I'm just guesswork, really. So <laughs> I thought well, there's a few things. So the, the Chancellor, Mr. Sunak, um, he's planning on doing a, a, a mini budget. The normal budget's in October, isn't it? So he's doing a mini budget on Wednesday. And so now I was reading in the Sunday papers, everyone's having a guess as to what he's going to announce. Um, and a few few interesting giveaways that, that I quite like. So uh, so one was £3,000 to a business who, who takes on an apprentice, which is quite a neat way of, <coughs> and quite a targeted way that youngsters who are, who are struggling at the moment just said. Um, another one that goes alongside this is VAT cuts, um, and because VAT disproportionately affects those at the lower, lower income families. Um, so if you can cut VAT on, on some goods and services, that might help. But by far, my favourite, um, my favourite uh, idea that was coming about this weekend was that the government was may may release vouchers uh, for every adult and child in the country. So five hundred pounds for an adult has been mooted, two hundred and fifty pounds for a child. But you've got to go and spend it in a pub or a restaurant. Um, so this sounds like free beer tokens to me. So I am tremendously excited about this idea. We'll that'll only be half your tab, Henry. Behind it. What's that, Tom? That'll only be half your tab. <laughs> that's right. That'll be July's drinking done. But <laughs> all the children we're going to spend it on. I mean, two hundred fifty quid is a lot of peanuts, really, in the pub, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. Those fruit shoots are expensive. <laughs> We didn't have any orange juice in the pub we went to over the weekend. My girls had to drink water. What a shame. God. I think that's. <laughs> I don't know the economic um, sort of pros and cons, but it's it's not a bad idea because I think if you give someone a voucher, they're there spending money, but they'll probably spend on other bits and services when when they're there. And I think 
it will create a culture of people not being scared to go out. Um, and as long as everyone's safe, then um, yeah, I think everyone's probably due a holiday um, or some sort of uh, trip. So um, yeah, hopefully. That's they did it in America, didn't they? Recently, everyone everyone got a thousand pounds or a thousand dollars from um, from IRS or whoever in America. But I think it needs to be targeted in the sense that if you just get cash, then of course lots of people will just save the cash. Not that you get an awful lot in your savings account right now, but but actually if you've got it in tokens and you've got to go out and spend it, um, then that seems to be the right way. Yeah. Uh, maybe you get airplane tickets too, because of course the airline industry is not having it all that good either. Uh, fingers crossed. I could do with a holiday. All, I, I think, think a lot of you could do it when you go on holiday too. But, uh. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, perfect. Well, um, that's it this week. So uh, obviously politics is always a, a touchy subject. I think it's one of the rules. What's it? It's, I can't remember. There's other things not to bring up at a, at a dinner party. Henry may be a better place to, to prop me up here. But no, I, I, tend to, I tend to bring them all up. Politics and religion, I think, are the two things. That's it, yeah. Bring up at the dinner party. Yeah, although I can't really say this is a good party, but there you go. Um, anyway, <laughs> next week we're going to talk about <laughs> Islam <laughs> and Christianity. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, if you are, uh, if you have been listening, thank you very much. And um, as always, feel free to comment or uh, put us down, prop us up, whatever you want to do. We'll um, we're happy to to engage. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Bye.